What's up, guys? We actually forgot to talk about our bets in this episode from the last week, but I'm going to go ahead and do that now. Um, We both hit our parlays for last week, which is fantastic. I think we, or I know we both went 3-0 last week, and then I had a couple extra side bets that I won as well. Um, Follow our Instagram and our Facebook group if you want to get access to these bets because we've been making money so far this year. Um, Just thought I'd throw that in because I know we forgot to record it. Thanks. Who's that coming down the track? Who's that coming down the track? It's a mean machine in red and black. It's a mean machine in red and black. What's up, y'all? This is John and Wes back with another episode of the Nothing Finer podcast. Over the last few days, we uh, we put up a trivia question on our social media for the winner to come on our week four preview episode here. And the winner is Sean DeBerry. Sean, go ahead and tell our listeners about yourself and your background. Well, so I'm I'm, I'm married and I have uh, three kids, but this is by far the most exciting thing I've ever won and ever done is, is win this trivia <laughs> contest. So. Luckily, I'm in a different state for work, so my wife didn't hear that comment, so hopefully she'll still be home. Uh, but no, so uh, I graduated from Georgia in 2006. Um, you know, big fan, obviously, as, as all of us are here, except for Tristan. Um, <laughs> you know, so as I mentioned, I have uh, three kids, uh, a spouse. I live in South Georgia, about 40 minutes, 30, 45 minutes south of one of your fearless hosts here. So just excited to be on the pod today. Oh, yeah, glad to have you. Yeah, no, we've been we've been talking about it for a minute, but I'm glad we can finally do it. And um, for all the people that saw our trivia question, we actually had the answer wrong for about 24 hours, and then I had to go through the entire list of coaches on Wikipedia and go into their backgrounds to find out we were wrong. So I felt pretty dumb there for a minute. You were just waiting on me, baby, just waiting on me. Yeah, somebody <laughs> had to tell me, and it was somebody with a degree. That's what it was. Yeah, definitely neither one of us. Uh, So we are going to go over the interesting games from week four. Um, This is a week that's got very high, very low. Some games that should be really good. And uh, honestly, a lot of of snoozers mixed in. Um, And then maybe even towards the end, if we're we're feeling frisky, we'll go ahead and give a couple bets out. Um, so what are you guys drinking tonight? Sean? So, uh, as I mentioned before, I am in Minnesota at a hotel. I just got in today. So when I found out about all this, I had to run to the closest little liquor store I could find. It's nothing too fancy, but a little bottle of bullet bourbon. So there you go. Just knocking, knocking it out with the bourbon on the rock. I can't beat that. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm over here just drinking some apple cider. Um, you know, it's getting fall up here in, you know, the North Country. You know, we went to the, the cider mill and got some, you know, apple cider. Any any percentage in that, or is it real oh, no, apples? It's just, it's just regular apple cider. Nerd. <laughs> I am drinking a Henry McKenna 10-year bottled in bond. You always got something fancy. Bro, I, I I'll end up... I'll end up organizing my bar again and putting a picture on the Facebook group, but I'm up to like 85, 86 bottles of whiskey right now. Jeez. It's uh it's a little it's a little bit much, but and I can say that because Kelsey hasn't listened to the last few. <laughs> yeah, when you invite the when you invite everybody. Well, Wes, I've been telling you to come see me for about a year now. Um and then I've also invited Sean over before. <laughs> so one time, man. I got three kids. I need notice. Right? <laughs> hey, um, we are we were trying to get it do a get together at some point this year. It may not be at my house because I have three crackhead dogs. Um <laughs> but if we can get if we can figure out a way to get those mosquitoes out of the yard, we'll do something at the house so we can go outside. But the mosquitoes will carry you away at my house with all this sand <laughs> and living right on the marsh. Yeah. 
it's my legs look like I do heroin because of all the different spots on them. It's awful. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that up here. Yeah, even the mosquitoes hate Canada. <laughs> um, so it, if y'all are ready, we'll just go ahead and jump right into it here. Yeah, let's do it. All right, first game we're going to talk about is number five, Clemson, at number 21, Wake Forest. Clemson is a seven-point road favorite under over-under at 55.5 points. Clemson has not really shown any offensive heartbeat against a team that also has a heartbeat. Um, and then when Sam Hartman came back from his blood clot issue, he has just been on fire. In two games, Sam Hartman has 625 passing yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions, compared to DJ... I'm going to try it. Uyunglele. Hey. Take Did I get it. it? Did I get it? There we go. Sure. <laughs> Who, in three games against Georgia Tech, Furman, and Louisiana Tech, he has 662 yards passing, five touchdowns, and one interception. Um, so pretty bad for someone who was the front runner for the Heisman going into last season. And everybody wants to be like, oh, Clemson's defense, Clemson's defense. They gave up 20 to Louisiana Tech last week. I, imagine giving up more than one touchdown. I can't. Teams do that? Weird. It's been a while. <laughs> um, personally, I think I'm going to take Wake with the points just because they can put up points. Um, I don't, I'm don't. i not I'm not 100% sure on outright win yet. Uh, Sean, what's your take on this one? So yeah, I, I did a lot of a lot of thinking and digging. Honestly, um, I, I think Dr. Pepper is regretting that money they gave DJ Uolungalele, <laughs> if I can pronounce that right. Um, look, I've just not, not been impressed uh, with 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 Clemson's offense at all. I'm actually going to, without much analysis on this one, I'm I'm going to go straight up and give me Wake and the point. I do think it's going to be under though. Okay. Yeah. Under fifty five. Okay. I'm going to have to agree. Um, like you said, Sam Hartman coming back, which surprised everybody. And unfortunately, he had to come back against Vandy. Um, our they poor still hit little, the win. They still hit the season over. Our, our poor little poor little nerds. Um, <laughs> I, I love Sam Hartman. I, I do as a player. Um, watching him on QBU or QB1, not QBU, QB1 um, was fun. And I'm glad that he's back. Um I've been to Wake Stadium. I've told you before in a couple of episodes ago. It's a very small stadium. Not very impressed with it, but I think they can get up for this game. And I like Wake straight up, honestly. I think Georgia broke Clemson um, week one last year, and they haven't recovered. Yeah. No, I, DJ, you, we'll just go with that. Um, yeah, DJ ukulele or something. He was statistically the worst quarterback in the ACC last season for a Clemson team that needs a an elite talent to be able to win the big games. Um, I want to take Wake straight up, but that Clemson defense is good for most games, so I struggle with it. But I definitely could see it, and I hope it happens. I mean, I should probably be done picking the upsets, seeing how I picked Auburn to beat Penn State. Ooh, I forgot about <laughs> that. You owned up to it. I didn't even bring that one up. Yeah. That. That, was a bad, that was a bad pick. Bad beat, bad beat. <laughs> so, next we're going to move over to the Arkansas A&M neutral site. Jerry Jones, I have more money than you game. Uh <laughs> Vegas is still in love with Texas A&M. Uh, they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite at that neutral site, over-under at 49. Uh, Arkansas got off to that hot start, but Jalen Catalan's injury really seems to have hurt the team more than we had anyone had initially thought, especially the way they dominated South Carolina. We saw how that played out against Georgia, but I think everybody across the country agrees that Georgia's just on a different level than everyone else, so it's hard to – it's hard to put anybody in that standard right now except for this team. Um, 
going back to since the game's moved to Dallas, it has always been a good game. Arkansas has managed to play A&M tight pretty much every year. I don't think this is any different. Um, I think A&M having the mediocre quarterback, Arkansas secondary being hurt, this will be a close, ugly game. And I think a healthy Arkansas team wins this outright, but I'm still taking the Hogs to take this game. What about y'all? Go ahead, Wes. You let me go first last time. Um, I'm taking Arkansas. I, I love what Sam Pittman's doing in Arkansas. Um, I love K.J. Jefferson. And I'm taking – yeah, A&M's defense pretty much won them that game against Miami last weekend. But I'm picking I – like, I like Arkansas to uh, outright. Yeah, I think A&M did everything they could to get up for last week. Um, you got K.J. Jefferson coming in, you know, almost at 800 yards on the season with six six touchdowns. And then the, the running game, you know, averaging with, with Sanders, averaging almost seven yards per carry. I just uh, – I don't see A&M being able to stop them. I'll take Arkansas and, and the point. I'm sorry, I'll take Arkansas outright. We are all in love with the Hogs this season. It's – it is hard to doubt a Sam Pittman team. I love me some Pittman, and I, I'd do a woo pig stoolie if I really knew how. <laughs> I, that is – Sam Pittman is one of the people that in the offseason we are going to work our asses off to try and get on the show. That, oh, <laughs> that is that is my goal for the – if I got to take a day off of work to be able to talk to him at 7.30 in the morning, I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> right. I, I want to have he, a – He's a fat guy. I'm a fat guy, maybe – I should make that initial call. <laughs> oh, I'm a fat guy too. You just can't tell with all the beard. Fair. I'm a big guy. You're a big guy. <laughs> Wes, you wear a child small. Don't talk about being a big guy. Um, extra large. All right. Oh, kids, extra large. My yeah, bad. get it right. Youth size, medium. <laughs> you gotta Wes is big on. Wes is big on the mediums. Oh yeah, you got to give them big shirts. You know, you got to. You got to get the small shirts a little big. Everyone knows that's the rule. When you can wear a big shirt and still look big, we'll have a conversation. (laughs) Uh, So let's go ahead and move over to the Big 12. We got number 17, Baylor, at Iowa State. Um, I think this is a sneaky good matchup. Cyclones are actually a a two-and-a-half-point home favorite over the ranked Baylor team, over-under at 49. Baylor seems to have lost – pretty much all of the luster off of last year's team. They won the Big 12 last season, and I was high on them coming into the year. Um, But they just – their offense is struggling, especially after that double overtime loss to BYU. Baylor actually has 50 more rushing yards than passing yards so far this season. (laughs) That's normally a Georgia stat. (laughs) <laughs> right. This is this is 2022, and they are rushing more than they're passing with a returning starter at quarterback. Um, I'm taking the Cyclones to win this game. I'm minus two and a half. All of it. Give me the Cyclones. What about you guys? Sean? Yeah, truthfully, I keep going back and forth. Um, you know, the Baylor I remember was the, the, the run and gun pass, maybe run once every 20 plays. So this is just Seems really different for me. I wrote down Baylor um, to win, uh, but I actually think I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to adjust that. I'm going to go with the Cyclones at home. Yeah, um, I'm gonna pull the game day logic on this one. You know, Jack Harlan's like, I've been to Athens. I like. I'm gonna pick Georgia to win. Um, no, Richard Reese, the running back. He's good. He's. I mean, that's all I can say. Got, I mean, Grady Hill has 237 yards. He's got five touchdowns on the season. Like, that's – going into week four, five touchdowns as a running back, I think he's going to have a big game. And my son is named Baylor. So, I'm, um, I got to go with Baylor on that one. Taking the Bears. Taking the Bears. I, I just – I can't help but think back to <laughs> Iowa State against Iowa – what was it, week two? It was an awful game. I, but I, think they managed... still, I think they're still playing. I don't think they scored yet. 
I took Iowa State money line in that game, even though Iowa was somehow favored when hadn't scored a touchdown yet in the season. Um, I'm I'm high on Iowa State. I think they're that team with Matt Campbell that'll do just enough to win the games they shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I have to root for Baylor. I also have their defense in our fantasy league, so I need them to do good. Ah, ah, okay. <laughs> so everyone hope for Iowa State plus 20. Like, just put 20-something points up. Let's go. Dude, I'm already on three. It can't get worse. Oh. Oh. Since Brock went off last week, and I still lost. I struggled that first week because I accidentally started three players that were out. (laughs) That's okay. It's not like you organized a lead or anything. Yeah, right? Right, right. (laughs) You know, between traveling to games and being in four different fantasy leagues, it's – it's. I I can barely keep up with my day-to-day life, let alone all that. So next we're going to move into Mizzou-Auburn. Mizzou at Auburn. Um, this one should be ugly, but it's Georgia's next two SEC opponents, so I figured we should talk about it. Auburn is somehow, someway, a seven-point favorite with the over-under at 53. Auburn had potentially their worst game in 21st century last week against Penn State. Didn't score a touchdown until they were trailing 31-6 to in the fourth quarter. And then they – I didn't watch that part of the game because it was already a blowout, but they either missed a PAT or went for two for some reason. Um, didn't get it either way. Um, I will say it again in the zero percent chance that Brian Harson is listening. A mildly concussed Zach Calzada is the best quarterback in the SEC. We saw <laughs> we every time he went into the injury tent. I don't know if they had a bottle of Michael Michael Secret stuff in there or what it was, but he goes into that entry tent and he comes out a brand new person. They just yeah. need to take baseball bat and just give him a little smack on the dome with a helmet on Jesus. in the locker room before again. just a little smack. Just a little, <laughs> just a little something. Get it into him, because um, he go, he would go win a game. I, yeah. There's no evidence that he wouldn't win a game if that was the case. And with the quarterback situation at Auburn, he can't be that bad. He can't be behind T.J. Finley and Robbie Ashford. I don't think it's. I don't know if I would be behind T.J. Finley and Robbie Ashford at this point. Uh, I think Mizzou is actually the far more talented team as far as skill position, offensive line, defensive play. Like, they've got the guys. They've just got to be able to put it together. And I think they do it in Jordan-Hare win this game outright. they got to get Luther Burden some more touches. But I think after that get-right game against Abilene Christian, they'll find a way to do it. What about y'all? You're picking Mizzou outright. Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. <laughs> um, I actually agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, up until the very end when you lost it for me. It's the, the, Jer- the Jordan hair is what makes the difference in this game. Yep. Um, you got Auburn fighting desperate. You know, the players that are actually bought into Harson are fighting for their coach because he's on the hottest of hot seats, I think, right now. Um, so I think Auburn comes out and, and gets the win um, over over at the battle of the, 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 the worst in the SEC. Vandy's looking on right now going. Um, but, yeah, I'm, pick- I'm, t- I'm taking Auburn at home. Yeah, um, I I couldn't agree more. Um, TJ Finley is surprisingly doing better than um, Heisman winner um, Anthony Richardson. Um, he has uh, one. Touch- yes, he has one touchdown and four interceptions. So I mean, hey, how many tackles? That's the important stat. That that is the important <laughs> stat. Um, no, I I couldn't agree with Sean more. Jordan Hare is going to make the difference. That home crowd is going to be. I'm not going to say they're going to get up for this game because, I mean, it's a 12 o'clock game, 11 o'clock Central Time. They're going to be ex- – that crowd's going to be excited, though. You know, after that loss, they took the Penn State. And I don't – I think Auburn – it's a must win for Harson. Yeah. I think – I think I forgot to mention this as well. I think Big Z plays a big role in this game. Mm-hmm. He didn't touch the ball at all in the second half. Yeah. I think that's more of an indictment on Brian Harson than anything, though. I mean, if he can't scheme arguably the best running back in the SEC 
to get touches in that game, then it to me it shows zero faith in the offensive line, zero faith in the quarterback. I I don't know how they're going to be able to get him the ball in enough space to make a difference. Yeah. Well, we shall see, my friend. Hey, you know me. I po- Positive vibes. I want to see Mizzou do well. I mean, I'm over here saying Auburn was going to beat Penn State, and I'm picking Auburn again this week. I don't know what is wrong. Yeah, but I, I got your back this this week. Yeah, I, I got somebody. That play of the year, fade Auburn. <laughs> play of the year. If all, Just take the opposite of the Auburn money line. I don't care. So, question, since we're talking about Auburn, does Harson make it to the end of the season? If Harson loses this game, he doesn't make it to Sunday night. Cool. Yeah, I'd I to know for me as well. Not even if he beats Bama. No, I think Harson's your next your next head football coach at Arizona State. <laughs> you know for what? Us. I'd be okay with that if we could keep Munkin. Yeah, right. The fact that they fired Herm Edwards in the end zone. That that's a tough look. And I don't I think that's when they told him, but it wasn't official till the next day. Yeah, they're like, Regardless, hey. <laughs> I mean, Brian Harson loves toxic environments. He went to head coach at Auburn. It's perfect for him. Yeah. You know, maybe there's a booster there that'll talk about him cheating on his wife with literally zero evidence. <laughs> Be just like he's at home back in the cow fields. Speaking of cow fields, we're going to move on to this Florida-Tennessee game. (laughs) Somehow, Tennessee is only an 11-point home favorite in the over-under at 63. Please, someone explain to me how Vegas has this much love for the Gators for it only being an 11-point spread. I don't get it. Anthony Richardson. Yeah, he'll probably score points for Tennessee, if we're being honest. <laughs> there, Everybody that is not us is still on that Anthony Richardson hype train somehow, some way. That train derailed. Man, that, tra- that train derailed before it left the station. Oh, you can't say that because he had a good game against Utah. He had a good game as a running back against Utah. He was against Utah. He was well, 17 and 44 with 168 yards. But he didn't throw any interceptions. So he made up for that the next few weeks. Yes. My favorite stat that has been thrown around all over the internet, and especially by US, is Anthony Richardson's touchdowns to interceptions to tackles. That's the best. <laughs> The best stat is that he has more tackles than he has touchdowns. Because I, still think, touchdowns. I still think it's pretty funny Carson Beck has more touchdowns than he does. Yeah. Carson had more touchdowns in one quarter against South Carolina than Anthony Richardson had his entire season so far. I'm telling you, once again, Georgia broke him. That – <laughs> Coaching blunder of the year last year was saying, you know what? Let's take this true freshman that's got some talent and throw him <laughs> up against the best defense in college football history in his first start and one of the most heated rivalries in the country and just just see if it'll do him some good. Yeah, but I, I think he was he was fighting desperation at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I hate I hate to give him credit, I'm not even going to say his name, um, but there was a reason he wasn't starting in AR last year. Yeah, and all those Florida fans that were upset about it are now looking back, like, you know what? Maybe, maybe that was the move. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have started him. Hey. I, just to keep on this Florida dumpster that we're throwing on, Florida's defense didn't stop USF last week, and everyone knows USF has been in the bottom 10 of FBS programs for the last few years, and it took the world's worst field goal hold for Florida to not go into overtime against a team that Emory Jones blew out last season. And I'm pretty sure that South Florida missed a field goal earlier in that game, too, if I'm not mistaken. 
<sighs> I could be wrong. Uh, I could have swore they missed a the field goal, like right before halftime. This team is giving Swamp Ass a new name. <laughs> so, on to Tennessee for this one. Cedric Tillman left the game last week with a knee injury, and everything I've seen so far is that they're hopeful he'll return this week, but they did just fine without him against Akron. And I I don't know if Florida's defense could stop Tennessee without Cedric Tillman. But now for the Tennessee shade. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Tennessee just because I need them to keep winning so we can have a night game at home. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. My, my favorite thing to hear from Tennessee fans this week is about teams going for knees when their stadium has been nicknamed Kneeland <laughs> because of how many ACLs died on that field because it's a yeah. cow pasture with painted lines. Yeah. And they've got dirty players. Tennessee is – they're all sports, so their players have just awful attitudes. Um, fun little question here. How close does Tennessee get to covering the over by themselves? Number 62 and a half. I think they're – close? I think they're 20 points off. They're in the mid-40. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see it. I – I love this Tennessee spread. I think they cover easily, and I'm probably going to put some money on the first half line, only being five and a half, and we know Tennessee scores Ooh. quick. When those first quarter lines come out on Friday, we'll definitely put something else about that because that yeah. seems to be first and third yeah. quarters where Tennessee does all of their damage. That's free money right there. On this one. Makes you wonder what Vegas knows we don't because that just seems too easy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sean, what's your take on this game? Well, you know, I want it to be a, a, a good game. Um, I'm a little, I'm still pissed off with Florida because I caught all kinds of flack for my pick a couple weeks ago when I picked them to lose to, to Kentucky. Uh, several of my Gator friends told me that I was being biased. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I came out and picked them to beat uh, USF last week um, and cover the spread, and they just laid a damn egg. Um <laughs> You know, so so that that's got me going against Florida to start with. Um, here's another random stat: um, Tennessee's backup quarterback has more touchdowns than Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Let's Wait, see. Joe Overthrow Milton has more touchdowns than Anthony yep. Richardson. He's Love got it. three touchdowns on the season. Arkansas, I know this is slightly unrelated. Arkansas's running back has. 440 yards. The let's see, all four running backs in at Florida combined have just over 600. Tennessee, Tennessee wins this big. It's not even a game. It's over. Um, I'd say by the third quarter, you might see some more touchdowns by the backups. Um, AR is just not where he was. Um, he's just not not living up to the hype, and they get blown out. Yeah. Uh, not even, go ahead. Not even first half spread, just that spread in general at Tennessee at minus 11 is free money. Oh, yeah. I think Tennessee, I might do a same game parlay with this. Tennessee to score first, Tennessee first half, Tennessee minus 11 total. The first the first to score always scares me, though. Because those scripted plays, you never know, like – but when you're just going to script how many quarterback draws, it, does it really matter? <laughs> or do you really trust Anthony Richardson to be able to throw a pass into that Tennessee secondary that's actually been pretty good so far? Well, yeah. and I, I, I said this on Facebook a few weeks back, and I think Wes called me a dirty name, if I'm not mistaken. But <laughs> I – I think Tennessee has the best, one of the best wide receiving cores in the country. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, look, I, I'm not just saying that to make Tristan like me this week or anything. I just I, – I, if they get the ball first, they score first, period. Yeah. Oh, I, I think if they get the ball first, they score first. But I think even if Florida gets the ball first, they score first. I just, well, yeah, they're going to score defensively. <laughs> Oh yeah, so I might I might put money on Tennessee to score first, no matter what. 
I just I and you've noticed that Florida fans for the first time in God knows how many years have just they have been silent about their own team. Um uh, I um I'm gonna fight that argument. You saw my conversation on the SES group. Right, but they never said anything positive about their own team. No, a guy is questioning my masculinity because I'm not allowed to grow a beard because you know I'm in the army. But hey, wow, I didn't know you That's were in the, the army. army. Doesn't like you to have masculinity. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> Side note: Thanks for your service, man. Thank you. Sorry, I was drinking. <laughs> Although, don't let your army buddies know you drink apple cider. And dude, it's but that's like a staple up here. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> They've got to keep warm because it's already two inches of snow outside of Wes's house. Dude, they've already predicted multiple negative 40 days. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> where, where are you? Um, I'm like 30 minutes from Canada in New York. Okay. Yeah, well, about, I'm, an I'm hour, not... about an hour north of Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm about, I don't know, where I'm in Minneapolis. What am I, three hours from Canada? Yeah, yeah, not far. <laughs> So you don't know, worry, me and me and Sean will go fishing in November and send you a picture in shorts and t-shirts. I'll go fishing too. I'll just be on ice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds fun too. I I don't do the cold. There's there's a reason that the, my last four moves have just been further south. <laughs> You're gonna end up in Florida before too long. Well, they don't have income taxes, so I've already tried to talk Kelsey into it. <laughs> Not yeah, but have you, driven on, have you driven on their roads? <laughs> they I lived they... in South Carolina and drove on their roads. <laughs> so I think we can go ahead and move into this Georgia game. And lopsided spread, 44.5. Obviously, Georgia's the 44.5-point favorite. <laughs> Over-under at 61.5. And I'll do my little weekly Vegas breakdown here. Vegas – thinks Georgia's going to win this game 45-17. <laughs> Maybe I did the math wrong on that, and it's entirely possible. Y'all know I'm not that bright. Over but, 61 and a half. Yeah? No, I did the math wrong on that. Sorry, guys. Long day at work. Um, regardless of what that is, Georgia being a 44-and-a-half point favorite over under 61-and-a-half, they expect Kent State to be able to score at least one touchdown. And that's something that it took the vaunted Spencer Rattler in that uh, that South Carolina offense four quarters and the fourth string defense to do. I just it, – it's absurd to me that Vegas – put this over under at 61 and a half. Georgia has been able to score at will against anyone they wanted to. And last week, and we can get into this a little bit if y'all want to. Last week, I learned that Kirby Smart hates Shane Beamer. <laughs> um, went back and watched it again. There were multiple times that Kirby was looking directly at Shane Beamer across the field and cussing him out. So, are you talking about the first down? Yeah, he was looking directly at Shane Beamer. Yes, everyone's like, oh, who's that first down, motherfucker? Like, no, he didn't. Uh, what did he say then? I, I had to rewatch it, but he didn't say, he didn't say first down, motherfuckers. I'm telling That's you. what it looked like to me. That's what I got out of it. I even paused it and rewound it and showed my wife. So, I saw it. I saw it on, on Saturday because we were actually at some friend's house that both graduated from USC. So we were there, and I saw it then, and then I watched it when I got home from work, and that's what it looks like he said. Hold on. And there were there were multiple times that he was given Shane Beamer the death stare. So what I think it was was that motherfucker going for it on fourth down and then begging for that fucking one second left. Like I said, fuck them, run the fucking score up just because of that. Oh, yeah. There's a reason that Carson Beck ran the offense when he got in. Yeah, like, all right, let's see. I'm watching it now. Great radio. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, I don't know. I can't zoom I, in on his mouth. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> that's what – I mean, that's what it looks like to everybody else. And I can't remember who who sent me a message about it, but 
there are multiple reports going around just about just about how much Kirby Smart does not like Shane Beamer. Oh, and I'm here for it. I want to know why. I mean, I, I'm here for it because Kirby has so many good relationships with other coaches in the league. You have to be able to hate somebody to run the score up. All they did all game long was talk about how nice of a guy Shane was and how nice of a guy's dad was. And like maybe Kirby's just hateful. Nah, something had to have happened. My, my thought is that Shane Beamer, when he left and went to Oklahoma, because right, wasn't it right after Shane Beamer went to Oklahoma when Jaden Hazelwood flipped to Oklahoma and Georgia lost a couple recruits to Oklahoma? I think Shane Beamer did a lot of negative recruiting against Georgia, and then he moved back into the SEC and probably tried to be friends with Kirby. And you know, <laughs> we all know we all know Kirby holds a grudge. We all know that. Yeah, and he probably told Shane Beamer, "Go fuck yourself." Give us fucking air condition. So, y'all know I'm not on Twitter. Did you know that the South Carolina Twitter page put out Georgia's hotel information on Twitter on Friday? What? Yeah, they were like, oh, this is where Georgia's staying at their hotel, and then put out the address and everything. What the fuck? And then, miraculously, the AC broke right before the game, so Georgia had to bring air conditioners in. Mm, Weird. Yeah, it's just odd that so many of those things would happen, and then Shane Beamer tries to do the Kentucky from last year and call timeouts and go for it on fourth down and not take losing like a man, even though no matter what happened, he was going to lose. Well, I mean, Kirby should probably, you know, take notes on how to go for it, you know, on a fourth down punt. <laughs> saying. Speaking of Justin Fields, did y'all see that game last night when he looked like he wanted to cry after he went for it on fourth and didn't get it? No, I was too busy watching the Falcons Falcon. But it was la- it was like eight o'clock last night when the Green Bay game was on. No, yeah, fuck Green Bay. Oh, well, fuck you too. <laughs> I'm just sitting over here twiddling my thumbs because I uh, don't watch professional football. <laughs> I only watch the Falcons. I watch Green Bay and I gamble. I, and that's I purposely it. try not to watch the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, it's a I good choice to. for your mental health. <laughs> so, fun stat that I looked up about Georgia's offense this season. Oh yeah, we're still on the Kent State game, huh? Yeah, we we go on <laughs> tangents. Our listeners know we love it. We love a good tangent or twelve. Fun stat about Georgia's offense this season. Did you know that Stetson Bennett has not taken a snap with less than five minutes to go in the third quarter this season? Jesus. Oh, there's also this thing going around to where apparently Bryce Young has played less quarters than Stetson Bennett and has this about the same amount of stats. I'm like, that makes no sense. Factually incorrect. <laughs> Factually incorrect. But no, that's great. Damn, five minutes. Holy shit. Yeah, five minutes in the third quarter, Stetson has not played a snap. But I think this is going to be one of those games where a lot of players sit out a lot of snaps. AD wasn't healthy. I've heard rumors that Kendall still isn't 100% from his knee injury, so I don't expect him to get a lot of carries in this game. I think they'll do what they did against Sanford and lean a lot on Dejan Edwards and Branson Robinson going into the second half. How about Kendall uh, Jones? Put Cash Jones in there. He I don't even well. know what the fuck that was until the South Carolina game. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was going to say something about Branson Robinson, but that's a fair point. <laughs> when you have a walk-on white running back gashing your defense, you're not good. And, like, I'm talking about laying hate, too. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to be on his transfer tape. <laughs> hey, can, can we just take a second and and give um, Darnell Washington some freaking credit? Like, I know he hasn't done oh, yeah. a lot catching the ball, but these blocks he's been throwing yes. down are freaking ridiculous. Uh, one of Brock Bowers, the, the the touchdown he made, if you take a look, like, he wouldn't have got even close if Darnell hadn't laid that guy out. Yeah. All of the receivers and tight ends have blocked. Like, there was – when, I think it was one of Brock's touchdowns earlier in the South Carolina game. Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint bodied 
yeah. a defensive back. Like, picked him up and carried him. And then you had Stetson laying out a 300-pound defensive lineman at Dude. one point in that game. I feel like Stetson just, like, tripped him. There was no way Stetson. <laughs> hey, Stequavius got that beef on him this year. Stequavius. <laughs> I think Stetson's like, dog, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm going to play again. I'm leaving it all on the field. I mean, honestly, that's what it feels like he's doing. Like, he knows this is it for him. He'll he'll be a backup somewhere for a couple years. He'll do the Aaron Murray, Jake Fromm thing. I and you know, on this show we love Stetson Bennett. We respect the hell out of him. But in the NFL, you gotta be big or you've got to be thick. Like yeah. Russell Wilson is thick. He can take a hit. And that's the closest comparison to Stetson Bennett's game. I don't know. Did you see the stat ESPN put out? Stetson Bennett is the first player to open a season with three straight games with 250-plus pass yards and a rushing touchdown since Patrick Mahomes in 2016. Yeah, and adding on to that stat, he is one of three SEC quarterbacks to do it three straight times. Tebow and Manziel are the other two. Funny, two two Heisman winners. Weird. And if Stetson does it this game, he ties Tebow because Tebow's done it four times. In a row. So uh, I don't want to be the, the the bearer of bad news based on what we were talking about, but neither of those guys, y'all do pro more than me, but I don't think either of those guys did much in the NFL. Tebow won a playoff game. Tebow won a playoff game. <laughs> no, and, uh, like we, I, Lisa, I don't think Stetson is a starter in the NFL unless no. he lands in the perfect situation. But no matter what, he's never buying another drink in Athens. Oh God, no! There's no way. Um, I I've said it many a times in the show before. I we have season tickets, so we're going to this game. I'm actually going to a concert the night before, and this is a noon kickoff. Oh dear so, God! <laughs> so, see, so a boy's getting about four hours of sleep and waking up with a beer in his hand to try and make this game happen. That's what I'm uh, I can I can beat I can. Can beat that. I too am going to this game. My flight from Minneapolis lands in Savannah at eleven fifty-eight PM. I drive forty-five minutes south to pick up the wife, grab three, four hours of sleep, and then drive to Athens. I'm getting a full night of sleep then turning on the TV. Where are your <laughs> tickets at, Sean? Uh, I have to check. My wife, my wife bought them for me as a surprise, so I got to check. I, th- I know they're in the end zone. Hell yeah! Well, it, we're three hundreds level in the end zone, so we'll definitely have to meet up at some point. Yeah, I'll, I'll get with you. Let me see if I can find the tickets. I know she sent me the information, but we'll we'll keep going with this one because uh, we have sat on this one and gone on way too many <laughs> tangents. Um, we'll set a phone over under at. Two quarterbacks that have a touchdown in this game for the dogs. So that means you're choosing either one or three. Over. You going with the over? Yeah, because I mean, there's going to be two. For sure. For sure, there's going to be two. You think they finally let Brock get get some significant snaps? I mean, that's why I'm not going to go with one. <laughs> there's going to be two. What do you think, Sean? So, just to be clear, we're saying passing touchdown? Total. So, they could it could be rushing touchdown? Yep. Then I'll take the over. <laughs> we know I, for, for sure two throwing. Right. Oh, That's yeah. what I was going to say. It's two throwing, so if I got to choose, I'll take the under. But if they're including running, I'll, I'll take three. Bra- or, uh, Carson had the longest run of the game and, against South Carolina. He did. Yeah, you let you leave String Bean alone. Let him be a sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> so I know Wes has already said he's going to take the points on this one. But what about you, Sean? So uh, I've done done a little bit of research, not not a whole lot, but um, so only five times since 2015 has Georgia scored over 55 points in a game. I know Kent State is not a huge. Uh, a, a huge, uh, uh, you know, opponent. Um, but I'm also looking at 
um, Oklahoma when they played Kent State a couple weeks ago. And I'd, I'd be willing to, to venture a guess that our defense is better than Oklahoma's. And Oklahoma held them to three points. So I'm saying that our our defense is going to do at least the same and hold them to three, if not a shutout, which puts Georgia scoring 59 points. Um I'm obviously going to take Georgia to win, but I'm going to take the under. Um, yeah. I just I don't think I don't think we end up scoring over uh, over 59 on our own. I can agree with that, especially in a noon kick right before SEC play starts. Yeah, I get kicks. Yeah, no, I, we've already bitched about the schedule, home schedule enough on this show. And in, and in private chat. Yes. Yes. Sean well, and I have we, had a few We, we got our first night kickoff, right? Yeah, I guess fucking Missouri at Missouri. In Missouri, assholes. I'm sorry. I can't say that. My bad. Yeah, you can. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. We cuss on here. <laughs> the So, you know, we've got, we've got our Mizzou guests lined up for next week. So... We will be nice to them, but we just want a damn night game. That's all we want. We just want a night game. Everyone keeps telling me Tennessee. I'm like, not that week. If Bama LSU in Death Valley was not that week, I would say yes. I just – Death Valley always gets the benefit of the doubt. Dude, Florida's had three night games in a row. That just hit me. Yeah, man. First- Don't you know the swamp? something to be so afraid of that they removed 5,000 seats? The first – not- Guys, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you've got to see the swamp and be at the swamp, wouldn't you rather be at dark so you miss us? That's true. That's fair. Fair. Yeah. (laughs) The best argument I've ever heard for that situation. (laughs) Although, I mean, if you look at if you look at LSU's schedule, they've got Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, and Ole Miss before Bama. So if they lose more than one of those. That might be not be, might might end up not being a night game. Yeah, I think Georgia Tennessee is going to end up being a three thirty, and Georgia fans Probably. everywhere are, are going to scream in anger. Yes. So this is this is the conclusion for the games we're picking this week. But we do have some questions to get to know Sean a little bit better, like we do on the show. Um, so Sean, if you're ready, we'll go ahead and get into this part. Absolutely. So what is your first college sports memory? doesn't have to be Georgia. It doesn't have to be football, just college sports in general. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny because if you talk to my, my mom, she she would swear that go dogs are my first words. Um, <laughs> and has always been a fan. Uh, and I remember sitting in the living room with my dad. I don't remember who we, who we were playing. Um, we were watching you know, Georgia play a football game. And I'm not going to actually say the date because I don't want to date myself, but uh, – what we'll to say with a big TV that you had to slap on the sides every once in a while to get the color to come back in. <laughs> um, and I remember my father yelling at the TV just a little bit. Um, and I'm pretty sure my fandom started from that moment. Um, you know, so I, I, all I remember is we were really wearing silver britches. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were a recruit, and could not go to the school that you're a fan of. So you could not go to Georgia on an official visit. Where would your three official visits be? You know, I thought a lot about this one, and I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure uh, because my initial answer is to go SEC. But other than Texas A&M and Missouri, because they weren't in the SEC when I was in college, I've been to every SEC stadium. Because oh, wow. um, yeah, you should have seen it back in the day, man. We shoved way too many people in a Toyota Camry to go to – to go to games. Um, <laughs> so, so I wanted to get a little bit outside of the SEC. Um, and first I started with Southern Cal just because it's cross country. It's got a lot of heritage or a lot of, a lot of history there. Um, then Notre Dame, because I, I've never you know seen touchdown Jesus. And I think that's just a cultural thing. So when Georgia played that in Notre Dame a few years ago, um, I had it all set up with my dad. We were going to catch a Cubs game on Friday. The oh, Georgia man. game on Saturday and um, the uh, the Bears on Sunday. Um, that Saturday was also my daughter's first birthday. Oh, no. Um, so I asked my wife on a scale of one to divorce, how mad would she be? She still <laughs> hasn't answered uh, that question, but I remember the look on her face. 
Then you should have um, went. <laughs> you, uh, you did not get a no. <laughs> yeah, I outkicked my coverage, so that's not happening again. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, be good there. Uh, and the other one isn't so much a school, but I, I would always, I've always wanted to go to the Army Navy game. So if I could go there and visit that during that game, I think that's just like a once in a lifetime thing. So those, those will be my three. Okay, love it. Pick a spot outside of the United States for your team's biggest rivalry game, and what do you consider the team's biggest rivalry game? Ooh, mm, see that. That's a, that's a follow-up question. So it's definitely not Georgia Tech. I'm going to tell you that right now. And uh, hot take, I think within the next five years, Georgia Tech's not even on our schedule anymore. I agree. Um, yeah. You know, Georgia-Florida is always going to be the biggest rivalry of the past. Growing up, you know, the Spurrier years, the domination – I just think those two programs are at two completely different places right now. Um, it's always going to be a big rivalry, but I just – I'm hard-pressed not to say Alabama. Um, oh. You know, you got clean, old-fashioned hate, but, I mean, look at Harson, look at, look, look at the Tigers right now. You know, if we're keeping it in conference, I don't see another team that, you know – to me, a rivalry has to have a chance of an upset. It has to have a chance of losing, and I just don't see that in our conference right now. Um, so I would have to say Alabama, um, and I'm 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 gonna have to go with Ireland. I mean, I like to drink. There's a lot to drink over there, and I mean, Georgia Tech did. Yeah, right. Georgia Tech did it, so we got to do it better now. It seems to be everybody's pick that we've had has been Ireland. No, Rob said Toronto, so he could go to a Blue Jays game. Yep, that's right. You mean you mean America North? <laughs> <laughs> What is your favorite alternate uniform, or is there a combination of alternate that you would like for Georgia to use? So while my entire family, and literally my entire family, me, my wife, and all three kids have black Jordan Davis 99 jerseys, my answer is none. Oh. And I, I say that because I was at the game in Athens when we did a blackout against Alabama. It is also the only game I have ever left the stadium early. And take all that in, in combination with the fact that I'm just a traditionalist. Um, I, I would say none other than the fact I wish we would bring back the true silver pants, like bright silver yeah, uh, from back in the day. But, you know, there, there there's a reason our uniforms are, you know, well known. And I, I, I think I'd like to stay with what we got. Okay. What is the best spot in the stadium to sit? So, I mean, I would just say on the bench next to Kirby. <laughs> best answer we I got. Mean, I, would I, would take, I would take the job where I could just hold on to his belt. Right. Get that, Coach. And my best friend is a Georgia State Patrol officer, and I'm trying to get him to get on the sidelines and get me out there. But um, – <laughs> You know, so so there's no, in my opinion, there's no real one answer to that. It, it'd be the action, wherever the action is. Um, you know, you say one end zone, you're missing the other end zone. But I can tell you, they did it a little bit different when I was in college at Georgia. And they opened the stadium about two, three, four hours before the game. And myself and all my friends would all go into the student section, and it was just open seating. So we would get to the student section, and in college at a home game, I never sat more than three rows up in the end zone. Um, and that was just – I mean, there's just something about watching a pass coming straight at you and a wideout laying out to, to catch it or a, a running back jumping over a defensive line in the end zone. So if I had to choose and on the bench isn't an option, it would be end zone. So – where you sat and where I used to sit with Kelsey in the student section is probably within a few seats from each other because we were in, well, she would sneak me in the student section. I was way too poor to go to Georgia. <laughs> we would, we were in the Hope front scholarship, row. baby. Hope scholarship. <laughs> so we always sat in the front row of the end zone that now has the B in literally that corner. Nice. So opposite the scoreboard, it was always in the end zone in that corner, front row. So that's there you go. Probably real close to where you used to sit. 
Yep, most of my games were right above the uh, the R in Georgia. Okay, so the the student sections moved then. Oh yeah, it's I'm, I'm aging myself. I'm dating myself. <laughs> so after a night out downtown Athens, this can be tonight or this can be this week. Back in the day, whenever your night out two in the morning, bars are closing. What's your go to food? Whether that's a local place in Athens, type of food, where are you going? So I feel like you added words to the question because I'm looking at the question here and that's not what's written. So I'm gonna give you my, I'm gonna give you my first answer to the question of after a night out drinking, what is your go-to food? That answer in a massive generalization is obviously Waffle House or Crystal. Yeah. Now, if it's while in college or while in at Georgia, there's only two answers to that. One, the hot dog vendor right on the corner across from the arches that luckily just starts randomly setting up at about midnight on a Saturday night. Those are the best hot dogs you'll ever have in your entire life. <laughs> Number two is Little Italy downtown Athens. Ooh, where you can just facts. get as much grease with your pizza as pizza. Yeah. And they still have $1 Miller High Lifes. Amen. <laughs> so if you ever go out in Athens on a Friday, now there's that Chick-fil-A that's open right across from the arch. And it's open until 2 or 3 in the morning on Friday nights. Ooh. And getting a spicy chicken sandwich with some Chick-fil-A sauce after about 5, 6 too many. Unbeaten. So I'm not even going to lie. So I'm a little spoiled. My brother is four years older than me. and He actually works for the University of Georgia. Uh, he's brilliant. You can Google him. He's an uber nerd. Could care less about football. So he gets usually gets uh, student tickets and gives them to us, and he will literally drop us off at the stadium and pick us up. So I'm a little too old for nightlife. Um, I had no idea there was a Chick-fil-A across from the arches. Yeah. It's only – I want to say it's only like three or four years old. Yeah, about like that old. No, we're, like I said, I'm going to a concert on Friday night, so we'll probably go, I don't know, Cutters, Generals. And then either Little Italy or Chick-fil-A. General Beauregard is still there? Oh, yeah. Have you ever had a Long Island at General Beauregard? Oh, yeah. Dixieland Sweet Tea. That's right. The only place I've ever been that serves sweet tea in their Long Island iced tea. Huh. Oh, you've never had one, Wes? I've never been there. So, so you, you would... I've never been to Athens of age. Oh, Generals uh, doesn't oh. Generals doesn't really check IDs. I'm pretty sure I've got three or four fake IDs hanging on bars in downtown Athens. <laughs> yeah, I have not had the opportunity to actually party in downtown Athens. All right, well, we got to make th we got to make this happen now. Oh yeah. You've so already said you can't come this year, so next year for that old well, Miss game in Athens. I should hopefully I'll be in North Carolina next year, so Hold on, why, why can't you come this year? It's too far. I got a lot of flight miles. We can make this happen. <laughs> Don't tempt me with a good time. Hey, if I cover the plane ticket, you cover the booth. Hey, deal. <laughs> oh, yeah, so Generals, since you've never been, West, they have this Dixieland sweet tea, which is a Long Island iced tea with actual sweet tea in it. And it's probably got an extra shot or two over a Long Island in there. Um, and then at midnight, I want to say it's midnight. I honestly typically aren't, am not sober enough at this point to remember. But they play the <laughs> national anthem in the bar every night. Nice. And it's just like outlaw country music. Like there's no Luke Bryan or any BS like that. Like it's actual country music. They play the national anthem. And that's where a lot of the football players hang out in the offseason. All right. So, yeah, that definitely sounds like my kind of place to go. Yeah. Side I note, saw Ben also, Cleveland there a couple years ago. It's also the quickest way to, uh, to drink a Long Island iced tea and get diabetes at the same time. Perfect. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually uh, – I saw Ben Cleveland there a couple years ago when he was injured. Nice. And it was very easy because, you know, he's about a foot and a half and 100 pounds bigger than everyone else everyone. in the room. Big boy. All right, Sean. Last question. Which team or fan base is your favorite to talk shit to? Can I just say orange? 
<laughs> yes, that is acceptable. No, yeah, it's, it's definitely orange. I hate everything orange, but if I had to pick one fan base, it's got to be the Gators. Um, and it's just because that's what I grew up having to hear all the crap and all my friends now, I love the fact that they've all disappeared from social media that are Gator fans and, and, and just, just being able to, you know, have some revenge. It's definitely Florida. Yeah. I, I tried to get Kelsey because I've said it on the show before the, on the bye week we're going to Austin for like five or six days for the formula one race. And I tried to get her to come home and like four days later, go to Jacksonville for that game. Cause we're close enough to make a day trip out of it. And uh, that's been a resounding no. You ever been to that game? Oh yeah. Oh, okay, that game's. Fun. I've been once. It's so much fun. It's so actually, went... believe it or not, and I catch a lot of flack for saying this. It's my least favorite Georgia game to go to. Really? And it's probably showing my age and the fact that I got the kids and everything. But you know, when I go to a Georgia game, I want to stand up and scream and cheer and. Yeah. You go to Georgia, Florida, like you could be sitting next to an 85 year old guy that's like, hey, sit down. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that much fun. And some of the, and I'm, I'm not taking sides, some of the Georgia fans and some of the Florida fans that get down there super early and just are belligerent. Like yeah. when you're walking, when you're walking kids in the stadium, like I don't need you to be screaming profanity at me. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't have kids at the time. So, oh, kid, when, before kids, I could tell you some stories about fishbowls. <laughs> so I don't know if I said this on the show yet, but so we, I've told Wes this before when I deployed, it was like January 3rd, 2019, but I was at Fort Stewart doing training and all that from September until that day. So they gave us well, that weekend on. off. I'm sorry. I, I told Wes, thank you for your, his service. Now you're humble bragging about your military. So I gotta <laughs> say it with you too. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thank you. So we went down to that game in 2018, and somehow, some way, we got tickets in the family section. <laughs> no, that was a good one. That was a uh, good one. So we were, I don't know, 10 rows up from that Jeremiah Holloway Moss touchdown in the end zone, okay. and we were – like, we could see his parents in the stands. So that that was awesome. But um, we at, we got there before before the sun came up to tailgate, yeah. and we were right next to we were sandwiched in between a Florida sorority and a Florida fraternity <laughs> in our tailgate spot. <laughs> and this girl, I, no way, she was older than eighteen years old. So drunk, she was getting carried by some people at like ten in the morning. Good for her. Uh, right? Um, she stepped on and broke our cornhole boards and then Venmoed us $3 to pay for them. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. And then when we left the stadium, there was a shooting across the street. Jesus. I've been to Jacksonville Stadium twice and there have been shootings within a block of me both times. Jesus. Welcome to Jacksonville. Get right. All right, so we're going to get to the conclusion of this episode here. Uh, we want to thank Sean for coming on and talking to us tonight on short notice because this happened all within the last, um, what, six hours? Um, yeah. And as always, follow our Instagram for your opportunity to come on the show and see all the great content that mostly Wes is putting out. Nothing.finder.pod on Instagram. Our Facebook group where we also post this trivia is Nothing Finder Podcast on Facebook. Um, and on the Facebook page, we put pictures of the polos, stickers, koozies, all that kind of stuff we're going to start selling. Yes, I am working on both of your shirts. Wes is done. I just have to pick it up. Yeah. And I also, actually, I have your cup that you can't see because my green screen. Oh, Yes. And it, this is a national championship cup. Yes. So uh, it's been one of those two. Well, you, you can get one game. at the game. <laughs> um, all the prices are there. Um, we are making this stuff as we get orders. So be lenient on the time it takes because mm -hmm. 
this is like a side gig for us. As you guys know, me and Wes both work full-time jobs. So I'm having my wife do a lot of this crafting stuff. Um, and if y'all don't have anything else, we'll go ahead and close this one out. Yep. Yeah. I just like to say, thanks for having me on, man. This was an absolute pleasure. I had a really good time. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Man. It was fun. Yeah. Loved it. All right, guys, just remember there's nothing finer in the land than a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. Let's go. All right, Sean, that and that is it for this part. We're actually about to record the recap episode and then put that out in the morning. So once again, thank you for coming on, especially on short notice like this. Dude, this was awesome. Like, I've I've always wanted to do something like this. Thank you very much for having me. Like, for real, this was great. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and text me when you figure out where your seats are, and we'll definitely get together this weekend. Yeah, I'm trying to find the text my wife sent me, but I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. And, hey, Wes, by the way, I was serious, man. We need to set something up. I, I travel almost every week, so I got a shit ton of points. I'm happy to fly you down. We can go to a game, make it a, a good weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, let me know. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk soon. Have a good night, guys. All right, brother. Yeah, you too. Biggest third down in Bryce Young's career. You need 10. Play clock at four. From the pocket. Launching downfield. Underthrown and intercepted. Keely Ringo has an escort down the sidelines. All the way to the end zone. And Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide.